Hello, and welcome to the Betsy Boss Podcast. Welcome back. We are back with another world life-changing episode, world-turning episode. Things are crazy, y'all, and all kinds of news stories are coming out. We're so glad to be back um, because all these different crazy news stories have come to light since we've come back from our little spring sabbatical. So we really want to get into today's topic, but we can't do that without touching on Britney Spears. Oh my God. Yes. We a hundred percent have to. This has been um, like amazing is not the right word, but amazing to watch and amazing to follow. It's been very interesting. Life altering. And frankly, I mean, I don't know about you. And I think speaking with our friend from um, the Britney Britney. Spears documentary and from the Free Britney movement really illuminated things for me. Beforehand, I was like, you know what? This might be like heavy on the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. There's definitely grains of truth to it. But I also thought that there was probably a good amount of that information that was misinformation. Agreed. And just was speculation and people sort of extrapolating what they could from the information that they had, which was very little. Right. But now we have a whole new understanding of what's really been going on. And the reason that we have that understanding is because Britney Spears herself. This is what I can't get over. Can't get over it. Gave a full long statement, 15 minutes long. Wow. Against her conservatorship in court. And she, the whole big thing behind this statement Um, was Britney Spears trying to terminate the conservatorship without additional review or the need for her to be re-examined for fitness to go without the conservatorship. Mm -hmm. So she came in, and I think the first thing that's important about this statement is her tone of voice, the clarity with which she spoke. Yeah, that's a great point. It's Incredible. She's coherent. She's, she's like, so coherent like, and rational. Yeah. She's stringing thoughts together that completely make sense. They're, you know, absolutely rational um, strings of thought yep. and rational, you know, things to think about having been through the conservatorship for 13 years the way that she has. And her voice, I mean, the only time that we've heard Brittany and her speaking voice has been on Instagram. Right. And her speaking voice has been has sounded completely incoherent and insane. Right. So and just a complete like weird voice affect that she's been putting on a totally strange, you know, her appearance. appearance. Just, yeah. Yeah. She's just she's seemed very like almost spastic in her movements. Mm-hmm. Very like abrupt and odd. Just off. Yeah. Totally off. Not herself. So to see her coming into court and to make this 15-minute speech, essentially, about what she has been through, what she wants to have happen in the near future, is completely life-altering. Yeah. I think it's just incredible that this documentary came out and that brought a ton of attention to this whole situation. And then now to have her validate all of that by actually speaking about it herself is to me just crazy it's like yep everybody was right yes yes and so she has said just during this 20 minutes 
that yes, the conservatorship is abusive. Yes, she is traumatized. Yes, she is depressed. She has completely checked off every box that the Free Britney movement has set out for her. So it must be so incredibly validating to these Free Britney folks to see that their hard work has not only paid off, but that Britney herself can say, yeah, this was all true the entire time. Mm -hmm. You guys were right. And thanks for trying to save me. Right. So, and one of her big claims during her 20-minute you know, speech was that she didn't want to be behind closed doors anymore. She didn't want to have her struggles, you know, be dealt with in secret and under the rug and all this stuff in the dark. She wanted it to be recorded and she wanted it to be publicized what she had gone through because she doesn't think that the folks who control her, namely her managers and her family, should be able to get away with the treatment that they've given her. Yeah, it's it's just pretty incredible some of the stuff that came out. I'm just thinking about even the fact that um, she was talking about having an IUD in. Yes, that, that was she, the big thing. Like she doesn't have control over her own body and reproduction. Like uh, that was just shocking to me. That, that just seems insane. And then how she was talking about too, you know, if she's able to work, which we've said this and, you know, in yeah, time and time again, t- if she's able to work and essentially support all of these people, why is she in a conservatorship? Exactly, exactly. And she said it herself that she put it, I think she said, I've roofed and right. fed you know hundreds of people over the years probably thousands oh yeah over the course of her career over the course of this 13-year conservatorship so why should she be assessed for her fitness to carry on life as usual there's no reason that she should be under this conservatorship no no and it was also very scary the part she was talking about where um she had like the six nurses staying with her and was pretty much force-fed lithium, I think she said. Yes, Um, yeah. Which was really scary. Well, and it sounds like that was administered only because there were certain aspects of her choreography and her performances that she didn't agree with and she didn't want to do. Right. And what's crazy about that is, and she said it herself really poignantly, I'm not a slave. I don't need to do the type of choreography that you all want me to do. If I don't agree with something... That's okay, and it should be yeah. all right for me to say no to certain dance moves, certain direction, whatever, and it shouldn't mean getting drugged into compliance. Yeah, yeah. It's just you can see 100% that there's really nefarious stuff going on behind the scenes there. Yes, yeah. It's really scary. And especially, I think, what was additionally super shocking and really, really sad was Britney's depiction of her dad and his power over her Mm -hmm. and the way that he exerted that power and the pleasure he got from exerting that power I think she even said you know my dad to see him exert power over somebody as powerful as me yeah he loved it yeah and she really emphasized that she said he loved making me cry when he told me that I had to go to the facility which that was another point of debate. We didn't know if Brittany was forced into care at the right. long-term facility or if she went voluntarily. Obviously, everybody who was in control of the conservatorship would have put it the way that we would think that she went in voluntarily. She knew she had problems, whatever. She went in. Um, but clearly, that wasn't the case. No. Clearly, she was forced to go in. So it's just, it's really upsetting and threatening and it sounds like they're just 
is coercion left and right for somebody who doesn't need it. Yeah. And you think about these conservatorships, they're needed for these people who really can't speak for themselves. But it sounds like Brittany clearly can speak for herself. She did so for 20 minutes. And she would just be handed these contracts and coerced into signing them without even having had the time to review them first. Yeah, and I think she was saying, too, that she's, like, not allowed to pick her own lawyer, Yeah, too, which is just, the whole thing is just insane. But I I really wonder what's going to happen next, though, because I feel like, uh, obviously, you know, as everybody's been following it, she hasn't spoken until this point. So I feel like that definitely has a big impact. But I feel like for years and years, obviously, it's just continued. And so is this finally going to be the thing that actually changes that? Right. And it sounds like we have to question Brittany's lawyer in this case, which, as we said, she doesn't even have the power to pick her own lawyer. So her lawyer, Sam, um, was chosen for her somehow. I don't know if it was through the conservatorship or through the conservators, if they were the ones who somehow got him assigned to her. But we know that she didn't pick him herself. But he sounds like he's not the most lawyerly of guys because he didn't even inform her that she could question her own conservatorship without the review and the assessments that she had to go through before. Yeah, I thought that was really sad to hear because it just from all levels she's being taken advantage of and just not being given the opportunities and direction that she should have been given in this situation. Right, right. So it's just all kinds of scary. We're really, I think, at the right at the helm of things really changing for Brittany and hopefully and at least for further information to come out. And it sounded like at the end of this hearing, um, it sounded like the lawyers were really eager to put dates on the calendar to get stuff moving, whereas before it seemed like, you know, they were just kind of trying to schedule out and out now. Like, okay, let's review this in another year or another right. couple of years or whatever. And now it sounds like they're really going to try to make these things happen. So I, I really do hope that things get better for her and yeah. that they're able to review this soon. And in light of her clear capability, she obviously was able to carry on this 20-minute diatribe about her experience over the last 13 years. Clearly she's capable of you know running her own life yeah yeah and I know you know even when we went into this more in the episode that we um, covered this it just seems like the length of this conservatorship is just not the norm so that alone like without her speaking or anything should make people concerned and so I don't know I'm just really interested to see if it does end what else she'll come out with because I wouldn't be surprised if once it's all over which I think it will be but who knows yeah um I feel like she may feel like she has the ability then to really speak about even more things that went on during it right yeah and it sounds like now that a lot of this stuff is out in the open it seems like the manipulation was just so strong and that they would use Britney's um, things that she loved like her sons and her boyfriend and different favors that she'd ask for against her and would take those things away you know her credit card or cash or phone or passport or car and you know they'd hold them for ransom essentially and make her perform the way that she wanted to so now you know they 
are kind of out in the open with these claims. Brittany has said everything that she needed to say and more, it seems like. Um, It seems like really nothing was left unsaid here. And hopefully these folks, the conservators and the conservatorship group, the people who control her, will be more reticent to just enforce these strict boundaries on her now that she's really, you know. Yeah, put her voice out there and kind of said, you know, said her truth. Right. Well, speaking of other people that are uh, in court this year. (laughs) And other stolen childhoods. True. Yeah. And people in the spotlight. Right. Yeah. Um, Our topic for today is the lovely Josh Duggar. Yes. Yeah. Well, and more so, this is actually going to be a two-part, two episodes, a two-parter. And today we're actually going to give a background on the whole Duggar ideology and the different beliefs that they follow. Because what I've seen in this case and him, you know, being arrested and the awful stuff that's gone on is that people have really started to finally take a look at these movements that the Duggars are a part of and Mm -hmm. see how harmful they actually are to men and women, you know, obviously I think more so women, but it Mm -hmm. just creates this environment that breeds situations like this. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I mean, we all know the Duggars from 19 Kids and Counting, which before was 17 Kids and Counting and 18 Kids and Counting, but became 19 Kids and Counting. And it's an American reality TV series. It was on TLC for seven years until 2015 when it got canceled. And it had this crazy family. And I think a lot of people found them endearing, if not just totally interesting, because you had Jim, Bob, and Michelle (laughs) and their 19 children, nine daughters, 10 sons, all beginning with the letter J. How precious. Of course. How adorable. Yes. And we just watched during the show, there were two births. Three kids got married, disgustingly, because they hadn't had sex or kissed right. until their wedding day. Yeah, or frontal hugged. Right, or front <laughs> hugged. The parts couldn't interlock, yes. I guess. Um, and four grandchildren were born. So it's just, it's pretty outrageous. A lot went on for for this show and for this family. And they really did get into the American household. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people saw them as, as this amazing kind of standard of oh look at these obedient children and they're all smiling and you know just looking like this great american family and there's so much behind the scenes that is really just awful right awful awful um so this whole summary is really based on the duggars and other families like them like the bates who also have 19 children, uh, you know, casual. <laughs> Not that anybody asked you to, but yeah. okay, keep overpopulating the world. Well, and they were in an even worse situation. They uh, were living in a thousand square foot house at one Which, point. Wow. Can you imagine? Can you, uh, yeah. So I think my apartment right now is over a thousand square feet. And yeah. that's two people living right. in that apartment two bathrooms, two bedrooms, whatever. I can't imagine. Yeah. 21 yeah. people in rural Tennessee. Like Yikes. very it just like ooh ooh it was 
not good. They were really, they were making their own clothes and it was bad. So, you know, but why not have more children than you can handle? Oh, yeah. Why not? You know? Yep. yep. But yeah, so we got these Duggars who are just these super religious i guess it's a sect of the baptists is that right most of them yeah i think do identify as as baptist um the duggars actually do this thing called home church where they and other families in their community actually have church in a house together and it's this like church collective where the men of the family are the head heads of the church itself right it's kind of weird um so there's different um areas i guess of of kind of what defines the duggars and their whole ideology and the first is this whole quiverful movement (laughs) which sounds like when i heard that name i was like quiver like like ew no making me quiver with fear like But it apparently comes from Psalm 127. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Yikes. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Now notice the number of male pronouns used in that statement alone. I mean, it's you're blessed if you have sons. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And the man is the one who's blessed when he's got a quiver full of arrows. (laughs) Yeah, so so true. hmm, Already we're kind of seeing that like this religious yeah it's patriarchal society and it clearly favors the men and the boys in the family over the women a hundred percent yeah they um so this whole movement they see children as a blessing from god and they want to let god determine the amount of children that they'll have but it really goes kind of creepily beyond that because um there's a whole kind of political aspect to it where They're obviously very against birth control, even like natural family planning. And then they're super, super into protesting abortion. Of course. Like they're crazy about it. And then they also the the idea is that they're pretty much building God's army and essentially going to outpopulate the other political party. Which (laughs) they probably could. Yeah. Their 19 kids alone are going to be able to outvote your average, what, like four families? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know. They might be a, a little more ahead there than in any other ideas that they might have. But yeah, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's crazy that they have such extreme beliefs around children. I mean, it almost seems, I mean, you can't have that many kids by accident, obviously, but by the same token, it's like, oh, you're really trying to overpopulate the world and trying to push out everybody else because y'all think you're the best. So I don't know. It's a much more kind of sinister or, um, well, it's just like, what's your your reasoning for having children is not because like, oh, we love children. It's like, no, we got to like build God's army. Yeah, we got to outnumber them. Exactly. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. But yeah, this quiverful movement. And I guess everything was run by this Bill Gothard Good guy. Bill Gothard. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like he's a bad guy guy, uh, yeah just a nasty guy and um kind of culty guy just controlled all of these people through his religious kind of diatribe and it's just it's creepy like there's this 
crazy society that um, the Duggars really based a lot of their kind of learnings on um, from what the Institute and Basic Life Principles and the Advanced Training Institute. What are we training for, people? That's the thing. It's like this weird military. They have the Alert um, Academy, which is pretty much like a military training for boys. It's the Airland Emergency Resource Team. And it's like boot camp and military but like again for what none of them go into the army it's just like it's it's faith-based too it's like building faith character where they have to you know jump over a wall and then go read deuteronomy you know whatever like it's just so weird it's bizarre yeah and and there's been some rumors that um especially with like some of the duggar boys that it's this way to toughen toughen them up make them manly and mm-hmm. if there's any speculation that a boy may be too feminine um that this is they end up going to alert to kind of beat that out of them yeah and it's funny i mean you made the point that he this bill gothard guy is so similar to keith ranieri yeah. nowadays mm-hmm. and with their whole training institute and the idea that men are the i think they called it the society of protectors right like right. sop um, in Keith Ranieri's Nexium, where the men were just basically beaten down and beaten into submission to be kind of the manliest, strongest guys that they could be. And mm-hmm. they had the option for women to join at some point in Keith Ranieri's Nexium. Um, and it was basically just to show the women how inferior they really were. The men were kind of free to take shots at the women and to beat them down verbally, physically, whatever. And it's just a great way to suppress an entire gender of people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so one more thing about Gothard, but at that point I definitely want to get into because that carries over too. But Gothard himself was actually removed from the IBLP, the uh, Institute in Basic Life Principles, in 2014 because there's there's a whole you know um there's a bunch of documentation out there if you want to read specifics but a bunch of women that had interacted with him over the years brought up all these different sexual harassment assault situations and actually raised a lawsuit in 2016 that was then eventually dropped in 2018 but he is just like ugh. He's just awful. Again, just like Keith Raniere. Yeah, terrible, terrible guy. And you know you're bad if you get kicked out of your own organization. <laughs> right. Like, clearly the uh, inmates are running the asylum over here. <laughs> yeah. And the head inmate is no better than any other whack job Ugh. in the society. Yeah. So it's He's disgusting. It's terrifying. But obviously that didn't dissuade the Duggars from following oh, his no. teachings because they stuck to those teachings like crazy. It sounds like... Back in the day, didn't Michelle convert to become? She did. Yeah, she was. Um, she was the famous story or whatever that she tells is back in the day. She was a cheerleader in high school. Like she was normal as can be out there mowing the lawn in her bikini. Like, <laughs> wouldn't you love to see that? Yeah, and, and the mullet. Oh, and the mullet. Always the mullet. Everybody's like, got a oh. mullet on this show, people. Yeah. Yeah. They but, love it. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They're into the mullet. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like back in the day, back in the early 1980s, when the Duggars met jo- Jim Bob. Good old Jim Bob. <laughs> Good old Jim Bob and Michelle met um 
it sounds like Michelle had just been converted. Saved. Yeah, which like sounds a little bit suspect for and they, me. They were young. She was like 17. Yeah, and she he was, was 17 and he was 19. And neither of these kids went to college. So they never really had the chance for their beliefs to be questioned. And together, romantic on romantic, they got married July 21st. Right after Michelle graduated high school, being her cheerleader oh, herself, and together they started a used car business. There we go. And then a towing and real estate business. So, you know, they're both these licensed real estate, real estate agents, so they aren't totally bankrupt, I guess, oh, somehow. No, that's another part of it. They They are, and it's part of this whole Gothard program, is being debt free. So they have no debt at Which, all. How? I know. Although I guess that's part of the whole thing, right? It's yeah. like when you're basically living in poverty, right? no wonder you're not having any debt because you're yeah. not doing anything crazy with these kids. We just watched two of the kids get married and it was basically a backwards <laughs> fucking ceremony. It wasn't great. I'm sure it didn't cost more than five bucks. Oh, no. They made the bridesmaids dresses and everything. And like, it looked like it. Yeah. It did not look professional Mm -mm. but whatever do what you're (laughs) do what you want to do but it sounds like back in the day michelle actually used birth control pills yes and she thinks that it gave her an abortion and so then that's when they stopped using it and just let god take control i think the abortion that she thought she had was probably just her period not abortion she thought it had it she thought it was a miscarriage she thought it caused a miscarriage so regardless you know (laughs) taking (laughs) taking birth control makes you unable to carry so i guess in all uh technicality you are miscarrying but who knows who the f knows but regardless they tossed the birth control pills and then had twins right had twins yeah can you imagine Ugh. but i just can't believe that somebody who was initially quote unquote normal yeah. could turn into somebody who is such a religious zealot. Just, she is crazy. She crazy. Is, like, She's the craziest of all of them. Yeah. And her baby voice and creepy eyes. And, Ugh. Yeah. 100%. Well, the one of the main things that you were mentioning too is this whole idea of men being the center of this whole universe. Yeah, pretty much. And so one of the ideas is the umbrella of protection, which also doesn't make sense because somebody else pointed this out. There's a picture of it that you can look up. Um, Pretty much it's Christ is like the biggest umbrella. Then it's the husband. Then it's the wife. And then the children are under that. So pretty much it means that obviously Christ is the center of everyone's life. Um, The husband answers to him. And then the wife answers to the husband because he's the next in line to God. And then I guess they put the children under the wife because she's the one that's pretty much rearing the children and teaching them and all of that. But the funniest thing is, if you see this picture, isn't the biggest umbrella enough? Like, right. <laughs> like, my God. Yeah, the biggest umbrella is keeping You're still everybody not getting, dry. going to get wet. So why do you need the other umbrellas? Yeah, if you look at this diagram, Christ is on top. It's a big umbrella. Then there's a slightly smaller umbrella <laughs> under that umbrella that's the husband. And an even tinier umbrella that's like a fucking parasol at the bottom that's the wife. <laughs> yeah. Now, like you said, if you have the big one, 
why have the other umbrellas? Yeah. Maybe these people have never used an umbrella. That I'm not be. sure. Yeah. In the diagram, it looks like everybody's getting wet. But regardless, <laughs> <laughs> these are not well thought out people because all of these people were homeschooled. And oh, true. the education that they got in oh homeschool. God. Should we get into that? Ooh. It was not what we'd call a robust education. No. It was just everything was tied to back to religion. And the world is 6,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. They were big <laughs> on creationism. And they had these. It's, so this is the ATI, the Advanced Training Institute. That's the Gothard uh, homeschooling curriculum. And they had these wisdom booklets, which really is providing no wisdom right it's about Um, as wise as your wisdom teeth but it's like it's so weird because everything they tie back to god even there was one that was about the eye and it was like this is not exactly what it is but it gives an example of like name three things that you can that you can see that god created because of your eyes or like something like that (laughs) which god also created yeah it's just like it's so weird how it's done and and it's it's pretty poor quality too and just what they're learning overall oh yeah because if everything's tied back to creationism then there's no room for anything else yeah and it's it's super focused on um you know bible stories and bible history and not as much on math and science, obviously. Right, of course. So. Science is getting a kick in the ass with these people. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to see some funny, interesting Duggar episodes, they go to this um, creation museum. Which where... God knows what that even looks like. <laughs> oh, it's interesting. It's it's weird as anything. And it's all about dinosaurs living with people and all this stuff. Wow. Yeah. And then they go to this Ark Encounter, which is created by the same people and it's somebody that made um, a life-size replica of Noah's Ark. And it's just so interesting to see them go and visit because they're so like, wow, this is really what it was like. And it's like, that didn't, it's not real. Like, right. like they just look at the Bible as as this legitimate historical um, story. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's just very interesting to see their reaction it's it's god well it's really fascinating that like they're just clinging to this idea of american history and biblical history aka yeah you know made up history no offense that just <laughs> no offense. you know you're that's all you have to cling to like my god but i guess it's really hard to question these people too because there's no rationalization with right. them right Exactly. They just like it's an echo chamber too. If all they're if they're all ho- homeschooling, their only kind of real interaction is with other people from their home church who are also homeschooling. Like it, it they're all just saying the same beliefs back to each other and reinforcing these crazy ideas. Right. Well, what's crazy too to me is like this child training. Oh my god! Stuff yeah, this sounds is so much like dog training. First of all, yes. Secondly, the title of the manifesto or teachings or whatever of these people to train up a child. Oh my! And they not even correct English. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> to train them up. <laughs> up what? Up yeah. a rope? Up yeah. a hill? Like to train them up. To train them up. Well, it's it's pretty insane because they do actually like. Who says that they're training a child, but they proudly in these episodes 
say that like the child they're in training still like it's like no you train a dog not a child exactly exactly and it sounds like a lot of the principles that they taught in their training were just similar to dogs not that i would ever beat a dog but like you know the corporal punishment was such a big deal like they were down to beat the shit out of their kids it sounds like and you know, it sounds that you added the lovely note that they even gave suggestions on here's shit you can beat your kid with yeah. that will hurt the kid, but it won't leave actual marks. Yeah. Great. Flexible rulers. Oh, well, wonderful. Thanks for the suggestion. Perfect. Thanks yeah. a lot. I'll beat the shit out of my kid with that. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. My God. And also the blanket training. The blanket training. Sounds is, like crate training this, for a dog. This is talked about a lot on like in the past especially when people learn that the Duggars practice this and it is just cruel yeah it reminds me of an invisible fence for a dog right how you teach a dog on an invisible fence how to use fence. it yeah 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 so pretty much um the whole idea is because these parents have a billion kids and have stuff they have to do they want to be able to put a baby down and not have to worry about it wandering off god forbid well when you have 19 other kids right you kind of have to make sure that the baby stays put when you leave it in a place but uh, why not put it in a fucking crib can they not afford that playpen right just crate it off and whatever yeah but basically you know this training method would be to put the kid on the blanket and they do have like toys and stuff on the blanket yeah they've got a couple toys on the blanket like a favorite toy or whatever But then they tempt the kid to come off the blanket by luring it off with a toy or something, like a candy, whatever. When the kid crawls off the blanket, you whack it with a roller. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, it's exactly what happens with an invisible fence. Mm -hmm. Like, the dog gets to it, hears the beep, and then learns to associate the beep with the shock because if it keeps going, it gets the shock. Exactly. Like, it's just insane. And so... It teaches the kid that they shouldn't crawl off the blanket. So, oh, good. Once they learn, mom can just put the baby on the blanket and walk away. And do whatever. Yeah. I wonder if any kids fail to learn that, like, because yeah. they're just stupid or because <laughs> for whatever reason. I mean, maybe they just corporal punishment doesn't work as well with them. I don't know. I'd be curious, like, how do you continue to enforce yeah. it when the punishment, A, isn't that bad or the kid isn't responding? Like, you can't have every kid respond 100% to these crazy methods. No. And the interesting thing, so the Michael and Debbie Pearl, the to train up a child, um, their whole idea is like breaking the will of the child. Yeah. And demanding obedience without question. Like, mm-hmm. and it's just these weird, uh, I don't know. I, I saw an episode of The Bates where in theory, this sounds like a good practice, but knowing this story, it's kind of creepy. Um, the little boy was having like throwing a fit at the beach and the dad brings him inside and is like, we're going to sit here and like good stuff. We're going to sit here until you all girls here like calm down or whatever. And then he's like, you need to obey me when we're out there or whatever. And then he's like, all right, you got to show me that you're going to obey me. He's like, clap your hands. And then the kid claps his hands. And then he's like, all right, now clap him twice. Like, and he's and the little kid didn't clap his hands twice and he's like you're not showing me you're gonna obey me and it's just like i don't it's just such a creepy undertone to it where it's like why is it about obedience again like a dog yeah obedience no questioning just total authoritarian 
like blind followers yeah. is what they're breeding which exactly you know we would do great in that society <laughs> oh my honestly. god oh my god <laughs> like without question you'd never oh, have to beat me back you wouldn't onto have the blanket to train up this child <laughs> yeah you wouldn't, this child's already up <laughs> yeah, she's up and she's stuck oh my god but yeah. <laughs> uh, and well within all of this training you have already the enforcement of gender roles. Oh, big time. Which are creepy as the dickens. Yes. So you have your special <laughs> chores that go with the different genders. So the girls have their chores and the boys have theirs. Now, granted, I don't hear that many chores falling with the boys, whereas the girls no. have to cook, clean, do the laundry, take care of the children, They're whatever. They're doing everything. And it's like, what, and what is And what do Michelle? the boys do? Well, what's Michelle doing? What's the mom doing? <laughs> Honestly, basically acting as a human milk carton. Pretty much. And then passing them off, it yeah. sounds like, because as soon as these kids get weaned. She literally says that in... In one of the uh, specials, too. She's like, as soon as they're weaned, like... Right, which is so, like, dogs, again. Yes. Like, you just pass them off. Once they're weaned, they're good to go. But it's crazy. These older daughters are basically doing everything to they, raise the children. They really are. They, The Duggars promote it. Like, it's great. The buddy system. And it pretty much is... Rotates throughout as she continued to have children... It was like, all right, this baby's with Jana. The next one's with Jill. Like, <laughs> and they just keep getting added to these teams. And if you watch the show enough, a lot of these little kids, because these girls are raising them, they become their mothers. Yeah. And the kids ask for their buddy. Their, AKA their sister. Yeah. AKA their mother. Right. When they like want comfort or are scared or like whatever. They're not asking for their mom. They're screaming for their buddy. And it's really sad when these girls get married because think of how damaging that is. That's like, oh, there goes my mom. Yeah, like, taking your mom away and your real mom ain't doing shit for you. No. Once you're weaned, you're off the, <laughs> yeah. off the juice and you're off the care. Yeah, it's just insane. And they even, like, once they're done, like, they go into the girl's room, like the babies for the first couple years right. after they're weaned. So it's like they're doing all the care for the baby. Like, right. I don't know. It's just insane. Yeah, that's nuts. And like, what time do you have left? I guess it doesn't matter because they're women. Right. And they're sort of subjugated. But like, what time do they have left to be actual kids they or to like learn anything? Like... Or my God, like they've got to be these dumb little mothers, yeah. basically, just taking care of the children. Well, think about it. Like they're getting them up. They're getting them dressed. They're doing their hair. They're making them breakfast. Like it's just it's crazy. Honestly, that's who I want like babysitting my child. True. Like True. that sounds great. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like blanket train my kid while I'm at work. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Blanket train my kid. <laughs> blanket train the shit out of my kid. Ugh. Yeah. It's insane. Ugh, but it's nuts. And you know, speaking of just women being in a position of inferiority from yeah. the get go. This religious affiliation obviously carries with it this stigma of purity and piety and all of that good stuff and everything that these girls do and the way that they dress, the way they wear their hair, whatever, totally comes back to creepy, like, purity meets patriarchy meets uh, rapey. I don't even know. Yeah, it's a victim-blaming, like... Yeah, it's yeah. always oh, the, so much. the girl's fault for, like... Trapping the man's eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, like, one of the creepy things that 
um so gothard himself loved women with long curly hair so this kind of became the norm in the earlier episodes you'll see the duggars permed their hair oh yeah it did it themselves because they got to save money of course um it was bad and there's even a creepy clip when they're doing their hair and i guess one of the producers probably said asked him like why do all of you wear your hair long and jill says well, our dad likes long hair, so we try to keep it long. Yucky. And it's like creepy. Like for him? Yeah. Like, so right. he can what? Well, it's showing that weird like Allegiance, father ownership yeah. of the da- rest of the daughter's family. purity. And I don't, it's just so creepy. Oh, it's beyond creepy. Ew. Yeah. Well, and of course, what goes along with the hairstyles are these long ass skirts and dresses. Oh my God. And you're covered from your neck to your knees. And in these, like, tunic-looking things, which are just beyond hideous. I mean, we had to wear them for school for a while, and it wasn't great. (laughs) Um, But it really put the emphasis on modesty. And even their bathing suits, guys, it is probably even more conservative (laughs) than, like, your typical, like... um, Burkini. Burkini! That's exactly what I was looking for. Like, what the hell? They've got the culottes. They've got the... It's a potato sack. It's got, like shit under it there's pants <laughs> under the pants that look like bloomers there's oh it's just it's bad it's not a good look well i gotta tell you i should see if i could find a clip it's hilarious michelle doesn't like her knees show like she's very like that's her private whatever um in one episode she's wearing one of these dresses and oh, she God. she actually is um she gets up wakeboarding uh-huh. don't even ask but her dress comes up and you can start to see her knees. Oh, my so God. So she asked the producers to blur out her knees. Oh, my God. So she's on the wakeboard and on both of her knees, there's two little black boxes with <laughs> each knee. It's just like How silly. the weirdest thing. Like, like, wow, those sexual knees. Oh, my God. Yeah. Got to watch They'll out. They'll get you going if nothing else will. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I loved this um, guidebook that you oh my brought God. to light yes. about. It's called the Wisdom Booklet that you brought up earlier mm-hmm. and it's the homeschool teaching pamphlet that talks about how to draw eyes away from your body and towards your countenance they love these weird words like, right like why can't we just say towards your face oh nope. my god right but some of the suggestions they have are just insane <laughs> yeah wear a smile okay choose colors that enhance your skin tones now the fact that this is in an educational pamphlet like, my goodness gracious, they go through the winter palette, the summer palette, the autumn palette. Like, come on, the fuck on. Can't these people be taught something better? Seriously. Like, this is what you're devoting. How many pages? It's like five pages to. No, it's even more than that. Five or six or seven. It's a lot. It's and a there's lot a whole bit on complimenting your face shape with your hairstyle. <laughs> and in all of them, the longer hair is favored. Of course. Of course. And the curlier hair is favored. Yeah. And it starts going into just how, you know, you shouldn't wear anything that's too tight. You shouldn't wear anything that doesn't fit right. You should wear accents near your face. So they they suggest <laughs> scarves, bows, lace trim on their collar, ruffles at the neckline, Only. a flower on the shoulder or Gorgeous. in the hair. How delightful. If appropriate for the occasion, <laughs> they add. Oh. Ooh, or appropriate jewelry. Like, 
what in the hell? I know, I know. Well, my favorite, though, is when they get into the eye traps. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, get in there because they are. Tell us what eyes are attracted to. Yes. Well, we're drawing it up to the countenance. And so you don't want anything that would draw your eyes to any part of the body. So they actually have these samples of, can you spot the eye traps in these pictures? And it's these different outfits that, of course, women are wearing because they're the ones that are trapping the men's eyes. And it's things like having patterns in certain, well, patterns in general on your dress, but patterns in certain areas or certain items that, you know, would like, like a, uh, a bow. I don't know why anyone would wear this even at the time. <laughs> but there's a collar, for example, that has a bow that's kind of right in the middle of the chest. And that would draw your eyes downward. There's another woman wearing a long necklace with a ornate patterned sweater, which and skirt. Ooh, she's got a double, triple whammy there. Right. That would draw your eye all the way down the body, which we don't want. Um, you know, it, it, there's another one with a skirt with a slit in it. Love that what? one. Uh-oh. God forbid you wear that one. Yeah. So it's all about, of course, women dressing properly because they don't want to, an, again, another weird Duggar word they love, defraud men. Which is insane. Like, because it's all the woman's fault, again, with the victim blaming, we're just putting all of the blame on these women for just the way they are yep. to make men feel the suggestiveness of, God forbid, a hemline that's too, you know, short or a neckline that's too low. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. Well, I think it, it all goes to, and I think this is kind of why we wanted to touch on this background before getting into Josh Duggar is this whole idea that men can't control themselves yes and it's the woman's responsibility to guard that and if the man cheats on her like in josh duggar's situation when he cheated on his wife well that was because the wife was doing something wrong she was not um you know being a good enough wife and being joyfully available as they like to say right and it's it's just this whole kind of purity culture where again the men have no control they can't control themselves the women have to right and i have to say my favorite duggar line from back in the day is about their code word nike um so if they're walking by they're out as a family And they see a woman who's immodestly dressed. Someone, usually one of the girls, will yell quietly, Nike. And (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, okay. Um, And all of the boys will have to look at the ground until they pass the woman. Oh, my God. Which is so bad for the women and the men. Because it implies, first of all, that women are like tricksters that are trying to entrap and ensnare these men with their feminine wiles right and it implies that these men are these like heathen savages that can't control themselves and what'll happen if they look at the you know scantily clad woman will they just lose control and like rape her like come on yeah yeah but their whole idea is that if they see these people, if they, you know, get these suggestive glances and everything like that, it'll stir up desires that can't be <laughs> righteously fulfilled. Yes. yes. And, you know, these women have to guard the men's purity. So creepy by not 
you know, entrapping your penis in a fucking cage, (laughs) but by dressing purely. Yes, yes. It's all on them. Avoid those eye traps. Yeah, we see this in other things, too. Like, they don't dance. Um, There was one episode where one of the little boys was clearly dancing because a toy was playing music. And they tried to be like, oh, he's just jumping for joy. Like, he's not, you know, he's just kind of jumping around. Um, (laughs) It's so weird because, you know, they think dancing is bad. They're big on their favorite side hugs. Um, they call him a a dug hug well and what's so (laughs) creepy is that you have to side hug your own family yes like again this goes desires are going to be stirred up by you front hugging your daughter yeah well that's what's disgusting like okay this clearly is built into this culture if the guidance is on side hugs yes um there's also another portion where if any boys are on the computer they have to have a sister by them. Oh, my God. Because they're afraid. the, the They look at it as though pornography is just going to pop up at them. Um, Any given moment. Which yeah. it did back in the day, to be fair. Well, that's true. We and did have white, in the past. whitehouse.com. Oh, yeah. Middleages.com. <laughs> which, neither of which was great. Yeah. I'll tell you that for free. But back in our day, when we were young and the internet yep. was first getting its footing... They didn't really have a handle on blocking certain websites at schools. (laughs) And, you know, it came around time in like third or fourth grade or whatever to do our little reports on the White House or the Middle Ages (laughs) or the American government or whatever. And, of course, what any kid would do, you'd go on WhiteHouse.com or MiddleAges.com and you'd be served with a load of (laughs) steaming hot porn. Now, granted... You know, they figured it out pretty quickly. And I don't remember when things started being yeah. blocked more readily. But the Duggars act like we're living back in the 90s when porn did just pop out at you. Well, and it also is, again, going to this idea that if they don't have a sister there, they're just going for porn. Like, Yeah. Like- <laughs> and, like, you know, it's just going to get them all, you know, filled with desire. And then who knows what they'll do. Right. Like, They'll turn into a beast, and I don't even know. I like, know what what are they envisioning here? I, I that's that's what I don't know. Like, what is this awful final thing that's going to happen? Also, the awful final thing probably ain't so dissimilar from what actually happened. Exactly because of these strict rules. Exactly. The more you make it this taboo and hugging a taboo, God forbid. Yeah. Well, and, and even more examples as the kids get older with the whole courting. Mm-hmm. instead of dating Ugh, so creepy <laughs> it's just so weird yeah so you're dating with a purpose yes which granted at this point in our lives Ugh, all i wish i was be dating with a purpose, with a purpose. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wish i was dating at all uh, yeah but basically you're constantly dating towards marriage yes. and of course being that it is a patriarchal society the guy has to ask the daughter's father for mm-hmm. permission just to date her right Feels like Big Frat Creek Wedding over here. (laughs) And basically, what's insane, the 50-page questionnaire that Jim Bob came up with? Yes. Yes. Of course, it's only to the men. I mean... Of course, because any woman, any whore off the street can date your son. Well, exactly. He's got to protect those daughters, though. That's on him. Yeah, who knows what'll happen to them. Yeah, but he he literally has a 50-page questionnaire that he put together for these men. Um. And it's super creepy. Like, once they actually start courting, you know, it's no physical contact. 
they are only allowed to finally hold hands once engaged. And the creepy thing is they, they're they like, we don't enforce these rules on the kids. They want to, they pick their own rules. Yeah. Well, then okay. how come they all picked the same rules? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what a coincidence. They all picked no hand holding oh my God, and no they, sex until marriage. They all love the quick 30 second side hug when they arrive. Amazing. Wow. How incredible that they all chose the exact same rules. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. And how about the fact that they need chaperones to go anywhere, anywhere. they go? Like, anywhere. they can never be by themselves. They always need a chaperone for accountability. Right. Now, what are they going to do? These people don't even know what they're doing. No, These no. two kids who got married in the episode that we just watched, they looked scared for their lives. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, they're not they're not taught about sex until, like, a day or two before their wedding, even. So they're probably like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how terrifying. How terrifying. Yeah, because they don't even have their first kiss until their wedding day. Ugh so creepy like how scary could should that wedding like if you're especially a woman like oh my god even more in the dark because you're not you know going out in the world at all for a job or anything yes like can you imagine your wedding day going from holding hands to all the way to first kiss having sex and you're just supposed to take it and be go what what was the expression joyfully available joyfully available like god forbid you're a little nervous because it's your first time kissing having sex holding hands all in the same day and you're not joyfully available enough for your husband i mean he's got every right under these rules to enforce whatever he wants on you yeah yeah and it's it's crazy too (laughs) i love this phrase so when a lot of them don't end up going to college or if they do go to college it's these christian unaccredited accredited colleges that i don't know they're they're just kind of you know time fillers um but a lot of the times for the daughters once they've graduated homeschool high school they become a stay-at-home daughter right (laughs) oh my gosh which is so funny i love that expression just because I am a stay-at-home daughter, I feel like, even though I don't live at home, but may as well. And these poor girls, like, the only hope that they have is to get married and to, you know, become the mother of the family and the second umbrella on the list, the third umbrella, excuse me, under Jesus. Um, (laughs) So, you know, if they're just a stay-at-home daughter, they're basically a spinster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's one, uh, the oldest girl, Duggar girl, is... I think she's a couple years older than we are. She's like 32, maybe. Um, She's shockingly still at home. And people really wonder why. There's a bunch of speculation. Um, But it's crazy. Like, she's still sharing a bedroom because they're big on just having one bedroom for the boys and one for the girls. She's sharing a bedroom with, like, her 10-year-old sister. Which is so skeevy. Yeah. Yeah, like, they put up little blankets around her section, so she's, like, Got some semblance of privacy. Oh, my God. But talk about being treated like a goddamn spinster. Can you imagine that? And also, talk about a quick way to never get married. Like, oh, I live with my sister in our bedroom with my crazy parents (laughs) and 19 siblings. Yeah, yeah. Like, good luck finding a date like that well it's clearly all set up too like these you know conferences and stuff like that they have for homeschooling it's weird because they're really not encouraged to do anything that's even can be interpreted as flirting at these conferences but yet they're supposed to somehow 
meet someone that they Jive show interest in. That guy goes to the father. Like, it's all this weird handing off type of situations. So I, I think the final portion that a lot of people have pointed to this one document in one of the wisdom booklets that clearly shows this is happening in so many of these families in this is a some guidance that's counseling sexual abuse. Now, what you think is going to happen is not what's going to happen no, in this counseling on sexual not. abuse. Because like anything else with the Duggars, there's ties to religion and not much else. Yeah. Like, my God. So <laughs> you start with this diagram that shows the parts of our being, and it's basically a bullseye. In the middle of the bullseye is the spirit, and then as you move outward, you move down in importance. Yeah. So you go spirit, mind, will, soul, emotions, and body Yes. is last important, which obviously when you get raped, they rape your body. Right. But that's not important, right? No, no. That's, that's the lowest level there. Right. So, you know, your spirit is obviously of the utmost importance here. And it's just, anyway, I don't even know. So they talk about kind of the order of importance, which we just went through. And we talk about, (laughs) this is offensive. Oh, it's awful. It's so offensive. If you were the one who got abused or assaulted, you just would feel like such a piece of shit because... Number four on their list is, why did God let it happen? Right. So here's the crappiness <laughs> is they turn it back on the victim. Of course. And they are not only saying like, oh, God let it happen, but the victim inspired this behavior by dressing immodestly, indecently exposing themselves, being out from the protection of her parents. <laughs> insane. Or being with evil friends. A.K.A. not Christians. Right? A.K.A. anybody who's not a Duggar. Right. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Pretty much. Right? So basically they're saying, hey, if you got raped, it's your fault. Exactly. And here's what you did to bring it on yourself. Well, and it's, go to number six. If (laughs) abused was not at fault. Love that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So the abuse could have been at fault, as we said. If you didn't think that's what they were getting at, they spelled it out for you. They spelled it out, yeah. And said word for word, if they weren't at fault, which they probably (laughs) were, because they probably dressed immodestly or hung out with non-Duggar friends. But what's the craziest part is this section you would think would be like, okay, if the abused wasn't at fault, what did the abuser do right. that made him at fault? No, 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 people. Instead, it talks about, hey, don't worry. You've got these other things yeah. to overcompensate with via your spirit. So it says God compensated the physical abuse with spiritual power. So even though you got raped physically, yeah. spiritually, you are going to probably have greater faith, spiritual oh. discernment, okay, genuine love. I don't know if they mean for the abuser. Yeah. Hope not. Ooh. Wisdom and understanding. To, to what? Yeah. To know how not to get raped in the future? Right, pretty much. I, I bet. Creativity. Uh, um, maybe in therapy when you go to art therapy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe your drawings are going to be real it, fucked like, up after that shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Energy, enthusiasm, and joy. Where is that coming from? Where are you going to find that? Not in your vagina hole that just got (laughs) ripped open. And inner peace. Yeah. Which, good luck finding any of that with, A, 
17 siblings sleeping next door and b knowing that somebody can rape you and you can get blamed for it yeah well look at number eight if you had to choose no physical abuse or mighty in spirit though (laughs) come on gotta go with mighty in spirit gotta go with mighty in spirit and raped like abuse me up if that gives me mighty in spirit abuse me the whole way in the world you trained me up abuse me up (laughs) (laughs) to abuse up a child seriously well what's nuts too is like so there's this whole like stepwise directory that sort of tells you what to do like and don't be bitter that you got raped or molested or whatever he damaged your body but it's okay you could flip it around by dedicating your body to god okay great so here's how you do that you put yourself on an altar (laughs) you forgive the offender oh uh, which the duggars all about forgiveness yep forgiveness is divine yep i get it but like fuck that person who fucked you no you're supposed to turn it over to God for him to discipline the person or ask God to pardon him. That would not be my choice. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's my own personal personal reckoning. And then you regain the surrendered ground and you cleanse it. Yeah, I don't know what this last Cleanse with remas? Saying. I don't know what this Remus? sentence is saying here. I guess you basically, you, you earn your body back yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Your right you to be a person. You reclaim your... Yeah, virginity or purity or whatever you want to say. It's so fucked up. And the only part where they actually address the offender is number five that says, is there any guilt? And it (laughs) says, is there guilt for disobedience? There's no, they don't answer that question, people. So we're just left to wonder. Is there guilt for not reporting it? So we're well, thinking Paterno, like we're thinking the Duggars with the original um, when he abused his sisters. Very you know, not, true. Not really reporting it. Yeah, and it does say that failing to report allows other people to also be abused. So, you but know. this also but... doesn't go to the offender. <laughs> it totally doesn't go to the offender, and the offender, meanwhile, can clear his guilt completely just by confessing it to God. Yeah, I mean, come on. Ridiculous. Oh, it's just, it's disgusting. I just can't get over, if abused was not at fault. Yeah. Oh. But they probably were. Yeah, but steps one through five already told you how they were. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. But I think you hit the nail on the head with these notes because... We, it's so important to get this background on this family, on their teachings, on the things that they believe in before we go into Josh Duggar and his abusive cycle yeah. because it just wouldn't make nearly as much sense or it just wouldn't ring as true or have the same effect if it wasn't through the lens of this crazy cockamamie religion. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Betsy Boss Podcast. If you'd like to find us online, we're on Facebook at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Instagram at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Twitter at Betsy Boss Pod, and our email is Betsy Boss Podcast at gmail.com. Also, Betsy Boss is now on both iTunes and Spotify. If you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and comment. Thanks again for listening.